I was listening to a podcast about um, the Lovecraft Country TV show. Oh, I haven't even seen the TV show yet. It's good. Some podcasts that I already listened to had an ad for the TV show's official podcast, which is by... A couple of women, one who works on the show, one who doesn't. It's like a Talking Dead type thing. Exactly. Uh, one of the women is a writer on the show, and one of them is just like a fan of science fiction, and you know, and a, a writer, a podcast, or whatever. Yeah. Well, the reason I brought it up is because in one of the podcasts I listened to, which was sort of a heavy one about like things that are sort of like heavy and stressful, especially for women, they closed out the podcast by saying, okay, to make things light, let's close out by playing the Black Women's National Anthem, Back That Ass Up. Oh. which made me feel better about liking the song i yeah, was nervous yeah. about the song being too uh yeah it's a little bit it objectifies women in some way yeah, but yeah it like made me a... listen to it again which i've listened to you know plenty of times well, it talks and about being a big fine woman and it, it... it's mostly positive there probably is some use of the yeah. b word uh, and the h word you could say bitch and hoe you put a sticker on here it's what okay. they're saying i mean true if we're gonna say we like the song we can't be so cowards yeah. you're right you're right it validated where that song stands on our, or at least the intro to that song stands yeah. on our list it validated everything about back that us up to me so let's Let's start so, the podcast. Yeah, I'm ready to start it, man. Hello, and welcome to Every Damn Thing. It's a podcast where we rank everything. I'm Phil. And I'm Jake, and we're here to guide you through the list of everything. Each episode, we take items and tell you where they rank on the list of everything. The list can be viewed by going to everydamnthing.net. You can find a link in the show notes. So we've known each other since our days of youth. Uh, once, after our parents threatened to send us to military academy if we didn't get a job. Yeah, we decided to hitchhike to someplace where people weren't such squares. A groovy guy in an old VW picked us up. This cat passed us a sheet of acid that had printed on it a ranked list of everything. Immediately after seeing the list, we committed it to memory. But then we touched the sheet of acid and were transported into a technicolor world of purple paisley people. Fuchsia fractal folks. <laughs> <laughs> where we wandered aimlessly for at least a few days. Maybe we're still there. Anyway, the Paisley people... Fractal folks. They introduced us to the turtle at the bottom of the stack of turtles that the universe rests on. The turtle recited the list of everything backwards to us, which had the effect of canceling out our conscious memory of the list. We can only access the list now little bits at a time through an extremely scientific process that resembles shooting the shit. Through this process, podcasted for your entertainment and edification, we will gradually uncover the list of every damn thing. The list currently has 45 items, with Prince at the top and QAnon at the bottom. Crows and the C are in the middle. Yeah, so that gives you an idea of what the list of 45 items looks like. Let's go ahead and move on to uh, the first thing that we're going to rank today, which was submitted to us by listener friend of the pod, Donovan, the comedy duo Cheech and Chong. Okay, so what I know about Cheech and Chong, they have records. They were right. stony records, comedy records. Dave's yeah. not here, man. I remember Dave's that. Dave's not here, man, yeah. He's so is... high, he doesn't know he's Dave. I feel like that's probably their most famous bit, but there was a B-side on an album, or on and, one of their singles. And, and they were in movies, too, right? Yep. They met in uh, Vancouver, B.C. in the 60s. Chong was from Canada, and Cheech was dodging the draft. And then by the early 70s, they were releasing albums that are, they're not like stand-up, because it's two guys, so it's like skits, sketches, you know? Yeah, it's like and songs The Thousand-Year-Old well. Man and things like that. Yeah. Comedy albums. There used to be more things like this. Yeah. I listened uh, to a couple of these. The first one, which Dave's not here, is the B-side of. The first big single was Santa Claus and his old lady, um, which is just sort of like a stoner description of who Santa Claus is, combining in sort of counterculture stuff. And then they also did had a song called Earache My Eye, which came out in the mid-70s, which was a single. They had a few other things. I listened to some of them. Some of them are maybe borderline offensive. There's like... From today's ears and whatnot, you mean? Or yeah, just exactly. There's a song called Basketball Jones featuring Tyrone Shoelaces. They are portraying a black man in it, and there's like sort of like jive-talking and 
yeah, I guess yeah. you'd call it like blackface voice. Yeah, like that R. Crumb comic at the time. Yeah, I mean, the R. Crumb stuff is much more offensive. But I get it. It's the kind of thing you're like, yeah, I could say this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And nowadays, a comedian is not going to be saying I could say this stuff. Yeah, exactly. So then in 1978, they made their first movie, which was Up in Smoke. Is that the one where their car is made out of weed? I feel yeah. like I remember that one. That's the one that you would remember the most. They made a few other movies after that, but... Up in Smoke, I think, really stands out above all the rest of their movies. And that's the one that most people watched. Got them the big following. But they least... had, they were well known in that, like, a counterculture way. It oh, wasn't yeah, like for they sure. were playing on the radio, but all through the 70s, they were like a thing people were knowing about, right? Buying these records. Yeah, especially and people like. So the pump was are... prime for the movie. And the movie used a lot, like the song Earache My Eye which is like sort of a spoof of glam music. They performed that song in the movie, which the movie came out like four years after they originally released the song. I watched some parts of Up in Smoke. I mean, I'd seen the whole film before, but I watched some stuff on YouTube. The scene that has always stuck out to me the most, it's towards the beginning and they're high in the car and then Cheech gets extra high and uh, there's a cop trying to interrogate them and Cheech is just like super high. The cop asks him like for his license and he's like, it's on the back of the car, man. It's on the bumper, man. But that scene stands out or like still holds up i mean and i think probably the whole movie does i think the rest of their movies maybe not so much i remember korskin brothers i watched that movie which came out in i think 84 and that's their first like sort of non-stoner movie you know like it doesn't even reference marijuana i don't think what were their other movies in between so there was up in smoke there's cheech and chong's next movie up in smoke came out in 78 cheech and chong's next movie came out in 1980 that's a good title i gotta take my hat off to them for that title it is there's nice dreams which is 81 i saw that at the video store i've never seen it at the video store. i watched a scene from that and it was that bad chong was just pretty 80s sort of like a miami vice vibe there's cocaine involved somehow um they had one called things are tough all over in 82 and still smoking in 83 and i think like starting with maybe nice dreams they started to kind of go downhill in popularity and in quality then Corskin brothers comes out in 84 in which they play two brothers that it's kind of like what's that gilbert and sullivan play there's pirates or i forget it's based uh, on an old story or book by um you know some like 18th century guy or something. We'll put it yeah. in the show notes what it's based on. But it's two brothers that like if you punch one, the other one feels it. And it's They're not that great. Birth or something. A big part of the plot involves Cheech's character having to go undercover or disguise himself as a uh-huh. hairdresser. He does parody of a gay person, which is questionable. Yeah, yeah. So these guys were also in Graham Chapman's Yellowbeard, like a Monty Python movie. I had Yellowbeard confused with Corsican Brothers because oh, okay. Yellowbeard. They take place in similar times, but they appear in Yellowbeard. But unlike the other movies, um, it's not written in or directed by them. The other movies were mostly directed by Tommy Chong. So yeah, they appear in Yellowbeard, which is a movie I like quite a bit. It's flawed, but it's I probably like it more than any of the Cheech and Chong movies, except maybe Up in Smoke. They were also apparently in Scorsese's After Hours together, which I think is about stand-up comedy. I've never seen it. Um, and no. they are also uh, appear in Fern Gully. So I know that Cheech was also, he's been in stuff without Tommy Chong. Right. Born in East LA, for example. Or he's right, which so, it turns uh, up now and again. And a lot of stuff. I want to say he was in Spy Kids. And I think one of those two dudes has the record on Celebrity Jeopardy. He's like the greatest oh, contestant wow, really? ever on Celebrity Jeopardy. It's one of those things where you learn about it like from a stoner. Somebody's telling yeah. you like, look, marijuana is really good. You know who the all-time Celebrity Jeopardy is? I was thinking, who gives a shit? Like, who's on Celebrity Jeopardy? It's not like this brilliant mind. I thought it was that. Mark McGrath. I assumed it would be. When he told me that, I had to go and take the Mark McGrath poster down from my wall. 
because yeah. I found out that he wasn't the best on Celebrity Jeopardy. Tear it up. No, I just rolled it up sadly and I'm crying in tears. Then I had to play Tommy Chong or Cheech or whichever yeah. one. That's not really them as a team, is it? We're talking no. about them separately. So when they did separate, like you mentioned Born in East LA. Was it LA. acrimonious? I think it was. So Born in East LA, the song appears on a Cheech and Chong album from 1985. So the song was recorded before, and I think the video for it was made before the movie ever came out. And it was so popular that Cheech ended up making a movie out of it. So I watched the video in preparation for this and the video is great. The song is great. You know, it's a spoof of Born in the USA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fun video. Chong doesn't appear anywhere in the video, so he must not really be in the song. Is it maybe like a Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis situation where they were a good team, but one guy resented the other guy the whole time and they didn't like work it together? I think or so. You like, and me? Yeah, exactly. Their movies were starting to not be as good. And then Born in East LA happened, so maybe that was Cheech's opportunity to do his own thing. Or maybe, you know. There used to be this show starring Don Johnson that was called Nash Bridges. Nash Bridges, yeah. Cheech was in it. Yeah. I don't know who he played because it's hard to imagine that he would play a cop, but. I'm almost sure that he was his partner. I guess it's playing against type a little bit. Yeah, he shaved his mustache too. I think by that time he had like done a few things that had like separated him from the Cheech persona. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Elvira is in that Born in East LA video, by the way. I suggest you watch it and the listener go watch it because it's, yeah, well, it's a fun song in it. and it's a fun video. Yeah, Elvira's in it, but Chong is not. Is she friends with Cheech? Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe she was born in East L.A. as well. Uh, yeah, she just happens to be on a corner hanging out and then she jumps in a car with him. So, you know, you know a lot more about Cheech and Chong than I do. I know some of their bits. Yeah. I know them as presences. I remember being a kid, people would talk about them. Yeah. When you first started smoking marijuana as a teenager, people would talk about them. But it was kind of like before our era. So, oh, yeah, totally. Like, the real core of their fans would be people who were in high school in the 70s or early 80s, I think. Basically stoners in the 70s. And I guess by the time we were aware of them, they actually had really become mainstream. The sort of core of what they were was actually in the past. Uh, Chong, in 2003, was sentenced to nine months in prison for conspiring to distribute drug paraphernalia. He had a company that made bongs. I don't know how much he served, but he had to pay a lot. This is 2003, so this is, like, not that... And, and this is in Canada, or is this here? No, this is in California. I thought you just had to call them water pipes or like scientific instruments or something maybe it was feds or he was like using money well the charge was conspiracy to distribute drug paraphernalia and he was sentenced to time for that in 2003 you know like this century and now they sell that stuff they've made amends you know they started touring again well it's like paul walk the millionaire where you think surely these guys understand that together there's more interest among people than apart there's an official cheech and chong website where they do sell bongs and pipes and things like that you legally. You like any of these movies as much as you like Friday or Half-Baked? I've definitely watched Friday more times. My guess is that I probably like Friday more than Up and Smoke. But if I watch them back to back, I might have something different to say about the quality of the movies. I think they're both good movies and both fun to watch. I rewatched Friday maybe 10 years ago with somebody who, you know, is there's no reason he wouldn't like Friday, but he had never seen it. He's my age. And he was like sort of unimpressed I could by see it. that. Comedy um, doesn't age well. And that's why I think it's really tricky to be ranking comedians right. and their output because things that they're going to do are going to hit us the wrong way. They're going to be borderline offensive things that might have seemed funny at the time. Yeah. Other stuff that seemed revolutionary that said, and like cutting edge is going to seem really stale. So it's hard. There is some comedy that is timeless or if not timeless is less stuck to the time that it was made during. And I think Cheech and Chong have some of that. I think that some of their best work, including some of the stuff that I reviewed recently, such as the Santa Claus skit and Up in Smoke and Born in East LA, which I guess isn't. Well, no, it was actually the song is on their duo album. So I guess we, could, we should include at least that song. Those are all good and funny and remain funny. It's also, this is some looking back stuff, but these are non-white comedians who are making it big right. on comedic personas that aren't minstrelsy and stereotype stuff. Yeah, I mean, Cheech is yeah. stereotyping but what I'm saying a little is, bit, but... No more so than, like, Woody Allen's 
a bit is. You know what I mean? They play up their cultural identity, but it's not... Or even uh, Richard Pryor. Yeah, sure. These are two guys. They're able to have more of a character than just... I mean, they actually have fleshed out personas that they can show off to the public, which is probably a pretty big deal at the time, considering that they had some success, you know, and they were able to break into the mainstream, and that's probably for the good of the culture. I mean, think about something like Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, right? Right. Even then, it was unusual. Because they weren't white or because they were countercultural? Yeah, well, both. There's a movie in that the two leads are non-white in the first place. Yeah, totally. And non-black, too, you know? Like the, the studios would say, oh, no, it's like it's too risky. We need to put some whites in there. You know what I'm saying? Sprinkle them the in. The cool thing about Cheech and Chong to me is that they are really countercultural icons that made a big impact. They're sort of from this, I guess, the stoner counterculture. You yeah, 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 say. yeah. One of them's a hippie and one of them, he's from a different part of the counterculture America. And it's the two combining with weed as their you know main connector. But whereas Harold and Kumar are kind of like of the same milieu, these guys aren't. They yeah. just are connected by weed in a way. With your young stony dude. Yeah. But like, it's hard not to see something like Harold and Kumar as it's Cheech and Chong. It is. Influence. Of course, everything. I mean, anything that's about stoners is going to be right. I'm sure that older people, when they saw that, they're like, oh, this kind of rhymes. This looks a little familiar. I'm ready to rank it because I don't really understand Cheech and Chong. It's like kind of foreign to me. Because you're so square? Yeah, I guess. I'm a squ- it's like, I have a hard time ranking them. I think it's going to be mostly yeah. up to you to rank them. There's not much to compare them with. Are there other comedians on here at the all? The closest thing would be, I think, Donald Duck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jenny McCarthy is actually the closest thing, to be honest. Because she's an actress and she has done comedic stuff. I think that they would go over her. Oh, oh definitely. Like, I would put them... Jenny McCarthy, by the way, who is near the bottom of the list. She's at what number? 43. Out of 45. So not very high on the list. I, I gotta say, what they've done for the world and what they've done for their genre and what they've done for their medium everything that stuff i can't really compare them to hank williams senior like it, it just oh no not at all let's look below number three which is where hank williams senior is oh i was thinking hank williams jr but i agree with you on that as well is there anything problematic about them like well like i said some of their skits have some stuff that's questionable including unfavorable portrayal or at least like yeah, yeah. mockery of gay people yeah and the one that i talked about where they're acting like a black person they're not really making it, fun of them but it's not appropriate for them it's, yeah, it's yeah, like sure. black is it funny you know? as hell do you listen to it and you laugh and laugh some of it is quite funny the best scenes from up in smoke are uh, what are the songs that hit that where you think this is a good song well born in east la is really funny no no, no, no i'm saying not, we have some songs on oh. here we have dancing queen tulsa time well, these are works yeah, there's of art tulsa time i think cheech and chong deserve to be above tulsa time because of their impact on culture well, Tulsa time is very popular around the world. I think they sold a lot of records, you know, in Africa. I'm sure that the average person worldwide is. Oh, I mean, we're going we're to doing a popularity contest now. Is that what it is? We're referring to their impact on the world culture. Well, you, what do you think uh, about Dancing Queen, which recently won a contest? My wife votes in this contest for best Abba song. Dancing Queen won. But that's best Abba song. And it's the only Abba song on there. I would put Cheech and Chong above Dancing Queen. Now I'm, you know, looking at sort of Charmander, which is a cultural product. I would probably personally put them above Charmander. Man, what? Um, You're in the tank for these guys. These yeah, I think they're great. But it's like, I can't remember laughing at any stuff they ever did. It's like, I, I'm aware of them. Well, it seems like you haven't given them a chance, really. I mean, have you? Like, did, have you ever watched Up in Smoke? I started to, and it wasn't funny to me. And so, I, I like, I didn't. But this was a long time ago. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, the whole movie maybe doesn't stand up as an entire movie. Yeah, there are but, bits um, of it, just like anything. I get it. Uh, when's the last time you've listened to Dave's Not Here? Dave's Not Here is really short. It's been forever, man. Like, honestly, okay. these are things that are like, they, I know they exist, but it's like they exist as nothing more than echoes in our culture. But sometimes echoes form like oh, the foundation. Like ripples of, in a pond. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying the ripples in the pond vanish and then they dissipate. In 20 years, no one will know Cheech and Chong. No offense to those guys. It has been 50 years since their first thing came out. And I mean, they're still relevant enough that... They're still selling those bombs, I guess, but... Them. 
Like, there wouldn't be Harold and Kumar without them. Yeah, but I'm not, who's talking be... about Harold and Kumar now, even? Like, except me, five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but how do you know there wouldn't and be? And I think they're really important for comedy in general and the evolution of American comedy and counterculture. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to have seems to take like, your word seems... on it, and I'm going to have to trust you. I'm going to do a trust fall into your arms, and you're going to tell me where they go, because... I don't have enough familiarity with their work to properly rank them, so I'm going to have to trust you. Well, your opinion matters. I mean, Charmander is something, Charmander yeah. at number 14 well, I'm gonna have to, look, is something that you know more about than I look, do. Look, I'm going to do the trust fall, and then I'm going to complain about how you caught me. So do you agree about Dancing Queen, which is I'm, at number 16? I'm not crazy about Dancing Queen. I like it okay. okay. So Charmander is where we hit a wall, Charmander right? is something where I think, like, this is a beautiful, brilliant thing. And A-shirts right. are something which I think are, are useful and impact my life and the lives of many others on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And yeah. Dancing Queen, both of these Dancing Queen just won that tournament. And Watchmen's TV series taught people about Tulsa, the, the riots where these, you know, I mean, it was basically a pogrom that went on in, in America that people don't know about yeah. until the HBO TV show teaches them about it. I knew Jessica about it Rabbit is, I feel like Jessica Rabbit gets talked about more than Cheech and Chong ever did. Also being a drag queen canonically, that's an interesting thing too. Well, you, if you want to put it above Tulsa time, can do I, can, I can accept that. You're okay with them being above Dancing Queen, it seemed like. But the thing is, people talk about Dancing Queen all the time. People singing it, talking about it, you hear it on the radio. I can't put it above the Watchmen TV series or Jessica Rabbit. And Tulsa Time is like, is iffy. Okay. I just can't do it, man. It's like, because it's not, the impact on society isn't that great. I disagree with that. It seems like we have just two different perspectives here. What we'll do is I'll just go ahead and let you cash in one of the earlier times when you said. Yeah, (laughs) cash it in. So we'll put them between Jessica Rabbit at number 18 and Tulsa Time at number 19. Thank you. Cheech and Chong become the new number 19. Tulsa Time becomes number 20. No disrespect to them. That that part of the list, there's some good things on that part of the list. They're like still in the top half of the list currently. I'll be there above coffee, Um, which is kind of strange if you think about it, because you'd be drinking coffee. I don't, every day. I don't think it's You don't strange, listen to Cheech Chong uh, every day. No, but there's other things I do every day that I like Cheech and Chong better than. Why don't we take a break? Yeah. Let's cool off. That guy little eat it. <laughs> okay. Welcome back, Jake. Welcome back, Phil. So cool off period. Cool off period. I cashed in my chit. Uh, I really appreciate yeah. you being flexible on that. Sometimes you gotta bend so you That's don't good. break. My son told a joke to his class, you know? He said, I have to go to get an MRI to find out if I have claustrophobia. That's a funny joke, right? But oh, yeah, that the is other kids didn't joke. laugh. His teacher laughed, but like none of the other kids got the joke. But I heard it from the other room, and I was like, yeah, man, that's what's up. <laughs> that's my boy. Does he have an MRI? No, he knows what an MRI is. And I probably told him that joke sometime in the past. Sorry, I don't mean to brag about my son telling a joke. That's okay. I've had so many MRIs. I've told so many jokes. I didn't notice. <laughs> Do you have a, something to bring to rank? Yeah, I got one. Okay. This is a candy. This candy is called Whoppers. Are you familiar with this? Yeah, I am familiar with this. And this was submitted by... It was our friend of the show, Thad. This is Whoppers, the original malted milk balls made by the Hershey Company. Yeah. It's a small round ball. It comes in a cardboard candy box. Uh, or it can maybe come in fun size. It comes in different flavors and variants. Like you can get a strawberry one. You can get one that's shaped like an egg during Easter time. Um, sometimes right. there are vanilla ones. There's ones with peanut butter in them. Essentially, they're filled with malted milk. And they're pretty much the same thing as a Malteser if you're not from America and you have something. I think they might even be exactly the same as the Malteser, but I don't want to say. I feel like Maltesers are somehow chewier or something like that to me. But uh, I could be yeah. wrong. Maybe it's just because they traveled so far to get here. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. They're a little drier. It's a comparable product. I, yeah. I'm sure that people from other countries will say, oh, the Malteser is what's up. You, you can't eat a Whopper, but like Whoppers are good. You know, Whoppers are often used, if you don't have malted milk, you can grind up Whoppers and put them in a milkshake. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. It's great. Strawberry Whopper, because I like strawberry malted milkshake, Mm. but I couldn't do that with Whoppers because it has chocolate on the outside. You can't really do it. But 
the Whopper, it's pretty much the only candy of its kind, except for Maltesers, I'm saying, but right. there aren't a lot of malted milk flavored candies out there. Right. And that way it kind of dates it because I get the idea that like maybe 75 years ago, malted milk was like oh, yeah. just a flavor people, like black licorice. It was a flavor. It was something that, was, that you were looking for. Like you we went down to the corner soda stand to get a soda malt. fountain. And if a hamburger stand had milkshakes and they didn't have malt, you'd go to the other one that yeah, had malt. Yeah, you turn the table over and yeah. storm off. And like if I'm going to have a milk, I don't eat a lot of milkshakes, but if I was going to have a milkshake, I would want to have it malted. If I have a choice between malt and not malt, definitely malt. And the Whopper candy, it's like the only way in everyday American life you can still get that flavor. True. Just walking around, you know, like what else is going to give you that flavor? Most of the flavors you can get on the candy aisle of a convenience store, you know, they compete with each other. A lot of people do peanuts. A lot of people do caramel. A lot of people do milk chocolate. You know, and then some people do almonds or dark chocolate. Yeah, or some some mix of those things. Some combination. It's like, you know, so... But it's rare that you find something like, let's take the candy Take 5, for example, which is chocolate, I think caramel, pretzel, and maybe peanut butter. It's a strange mix. Yeah, it's a strange mix, but it works. I really like them. But you're not going to find a candy bar that is chocolate, caramel, and malted milk and peanuts. No, it's not one of the things that people go to. Like, you know how M&M's have, um, you can get M&M caramel, you can get M&M peanut, M&M mint. No one is ever thinking like, you know what we got to do now? M&M malted. Whoppers pretty much has that lockdown. Right. If you want a malted candy. And I got to say, it's like, I don't get them that often, right. but like when it's trick or treat time, yeah. I trade Teddy for those. My son. Yeah. I said, let me get, let me get those Whoppers. Yeah, me I too. Whoppers him. is amongst my favorite of the, you know, the main commercial candies. And I think it's the one that I'm most likely to get at, their movie at theater? a movie theater. Yeah. Uh, they they just, rustle. because you can eat them slowly and it's not like. They're big. They're girthy. They are. Yeah. And you can shake them in the box. The box is very satisfying yeah. when it's full of Whoppers and you shake them. I mean, they're big. Yeah, and you can eat them gradually, and they're not like as... Do you bite them in half, or do you just suck on them? I think I put them in my mouth and allow them to melt. What I do is I, I sit next to people in the movie theater, and I just smack my lips and yeah, eat them Yeah, and loudly. shake the box. So you, yeah, you... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When the two people are about to kiss, I'm shaking the box of Whoppers around. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I cut a hole in the bottom of the Whoppers box sometimes, too. Right, of course. Uh, and then I'm like spilling the Whoppers on the floor, and they're all dropping down and rolling around, and I'm going to pick them up, making the movie theater unpleasant for everybody. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, so, yeah. you know what's better than Whoppers? What's that? Is off-brand bulk health food store. Oh, with malted. the dark chocolate. Yeah, and I feel like probably better quality malted milk. Yeah, everything's and better. And they're bigger, it's like, too. And it's, it has palm oil instead of yeah. hydrogenated oil. And it's got, you know, probably confectioner's sugar instead of corn syrup or whatever. Yeah. Whoppers are good, though. Let's we can't. They are good. Yeah. I mean, the pantheon of, that... of candies, uh, especially like big commercial candies, they're like mm-hmm. up there. But they suffer and, in comparison to yeah. better versions and less commercial versions of the same thing yeah like the kind you get at the health food store is like the platonic ideal of, of yeah, a whopper exactly. it's like what it wants to be and i get that like it's not perfect it's it's something that it's like it's made in a big factory or as cheaply as possible right but for what it is i appreciate it and and i, and I really do like it so I don't know what else we could compare it to. We want to look at foods, right? So, Well, I was just looking at other things that maybe they don't reinvent the wheel. Maybe something like Charmander, which is kind of empty in its own way. Yeah, and is sweet. I'm sort of looking at the cold brew shandy as a consumable that I like, but I wouldn't have that frequently. Yeah, you're right. I can't put it above rye bread because rye bread is my favorite smell in the world. Yeah. Whoppers are something I enjoy. These things are good things up here. It's a good Yeah, I feel like I couldn't put it above Cheech and Chong. I'd put it above Cheech and Chong. But Cheech Chong is where it is now, so I can't... And now I'm you know looking I mean? at, like, at coffee. I, is there a malted milk coffee drink? I'm sure there is. 
maybe not in the U.S., probably in Europe, and I, it really seems like something that you might be able to find in, like, Japan or Korea or somewhere like that. Oh, yeah, like Horlicks and stuff. Yeah. Um, so you want to put it below coffee. What I'm really looking at is somewhere between Cheech and Chong and coffee, and maybe somewhere sort of around coffee, but I don't have to put it above coffee. Um, but I just, like, think candy in general. Candy's like, bad for you, man. It gives you yeah. headaches. It rots your teeth. There's some bad sides to candy, too. That this shares with I might put the health store health. Well, we're not okay. ranking that though. We're I might put Whoppers brand. that higher, but no. So those are pretty good. I know what the things are talking about. I'm thinking right below coffee. Yeah, I mean, all right, uh, that sounds good okay. to me. Okay, so coffee was at number 25, and now Whoppers are right below it at 26, moving uh, National Debt, which was at 26 to 27. I could put it higher. I could be talked into it, but right. like, I think it's good there. Okay, cool. Let's take a break, and then we'll come back and do a little bit of a listener mailbag. <laughs> Okay, we're back. Are you going to say when to rank or are we going to do one from the mailbag? What I'm going to do is I'm going to read an email, a listener email that we got, and okay. then you'll find out. Let's do it. So here's an email we got. This is in reference to the episode that we did, uh, I think it was two episodes ago, uh, in which we ranked sex. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to read the email now. Uh, Dearest Phil and Jake, longtime listener, first time caller. I just want to say what a bummer it was to hear a cis white male talk about how sex is for procreating while making a kid-friendly episode and not giving any airtime that sex can be between anyone and not just for procreating. You did, however, make it to point to call out that sex is not for cross-species boning. Not to mention for those ladies out there that can't procreate because their lady hamper can't tote a baby. Read 90 Day Fiancé dash Angela. They go on to say, Representation is important, especially as a kid. Had I listened to the radio and heard my favorite hosts talk about a subject that interested me and heard them include the gays, I may have had a better time dealing with the feelings going on that confused the hell out of me. I'm not just talking about the episode about sex either. In parentheses, Jessica Rabbit is a drag queen. End parentheses. The entire world is listening to y'all. Uh, it's up to you to think about all angles of all subjects. After all, you're talking about every damn thing. Regardless, I'll continue to listen, but I got my ear trained to hone in on excluding my kind, and I get off on being offended 110% of the time. Uh, you can make it up to the entire gay community by ranking the following things, and they list a few things. Them's my demands. If you choose not to meet them, I will alert the Human Rights Campaign and Neil Patrick Harris. Quit hating on the gays. Uh, Bezos. That's that's uh, some sort of... Bezos means kisses. That, oh, that, Bezos. Bezos is I thought like it was Bezos. I'm not, a, I'm not a Spanish speaker. That'd um, be messed up to say so. Bezos at the end of an email. <laughs> Be Bezos, uh, Cindy, spelled with an I, in Cincinnati. All right, Cindy. We appreciate the... Feedback. The, the feedback. And uh, the look, notes, we, we need uh, some criticism. Jake yeah. and I are trying to grow and trying to think about things from different perspectives. You know, it's kind of tough because we are these cis white yeah. men and we present things from... You know, we look at things... From a particular way and of course i didn't it was thoughtless of me to think about that of course sex can be between anyone and for whatever and it feels good people should do it and kids should know that as a kid also i do want to say and we'll take responsibility for ambushing you phil with that topic it was during a, the podcast that we were trying to make family friendly which maybe wasn't the best time for me to bring that topic into yeah but kids should know like yeah. Uh, like but, the email but just, said, it's in like, your defense, you were a little bit uh, flustered uh, because you weren't expecting that. But I think people's real self comes out when they get flustered sometimes. Like you pull a gun on somebody, you find out if real quick, like you know what's really in their mind. You yeah. know, you find out that um, I know how to kill you with just my fist. Yeah, that's it. And disarm your gun. Yeah, yeah. with wit and, and I charm. Can probably so, dodge a bullet. I get it, man. And we've said it before. We have a our uh, perspective, identity-wise, is pretty narrow. Like there's not. You and I are both cis, white, middle-aged. Yeah. Kind of the only really difference between us, you know, is that you're just a suburb type of guy and I'm a city dweller. 
and that you have a kid and I don't. Otherwise, that's like well, our perspective. Well, is I pretty... say like that's an excuse though. Yeah. It's like, look, um, I think every human being has to like work to uh, expand, uh, broaden their horizons, and expand their outlook, and uh, try to take other people's ideas into account and to metabolize them and stuff. And and like it is important. Like you know, I was thinking about the way like you're talking about that Chichen Chong, and it's like if you're a young kid, a gay kid, for example. And you're seeing the way the only presentation you have of people like you is in this like really derogatory and negative way is like this is this hateful way. It's like, how do you feel about yourself? How do you know about, I don't know, it just, it seems like it'd be really awful. And it's like, you and I are, are talking from a position of seriously, like three quarters of the dudes that I saw growing up on TV were based on me or someone who was yeah, like me yeah, and then yeah. grew up and then wrote a movie. So yeah. it's like, Here's one about this dude who's kind of funny and, and he's kind of a nerd, but at the end he gets the girl. And so that's has all kinds of toxic shit goes on in my brain for right, watching yeah. all that on my life. You know? So in an effort to expand our perspective here, we will be having um, other guest hosts yeah. or guest panelists, we'll call them, on the show starting with the next episode. Again, it's in a way to um, sort of expand perspectives wise because and you I and I have a pretty narrow perspective and we need and uh, the yeah. list needs to reflect more breadth of perspective. The breadth and depth of the human experience exactly. isn't fully being explored yeah. by just you and I. And we do our best. Yeah but we have our limitations i'm curious about this jessica rabbit as a drag queen thing did you look into this more you said it's canonical no but i read it and it makes sense to me like sure why not yeah definitely it makes sense to me in the world of roger rabbit are there drag queens that dress up like jessica rabbit is she a famous figure in oh i see in that world is she a well-known person in that world or because she's not in movies like i don't know and I don't know if canonically saying, she is considered by the creators to be a drag queen, but that's beside the point. There should be a movie that's just about Jessica Rabbit, but it's like, I don't know if the world's really yeah. ready for I that. I mean, if Jessica Rabbit is a drag queen, that wouldn't change. Does it make Jessica In Rabbit any way, less sexy or like... What, but it doesn't make, does it make Jessica Rabbit more... More interesting? It, yeah, or does it... I, I don't know. It's just something that hadn't occurred to me, but like when when now when you see it, it's like the oh, most... Yeah, then yeah, it, I was yeah. like, yeah, it's pretty much... This seems true to me. And if someone says it to me and says it's true, Can't I'm like, it. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Cindy from Cincinnati did send a few things for us to rank, and I'm just going to add them to the hopper of suggestions, okay. but I wanted to do one really quick right now, if yeah. we can. Yeah, yeah. We'll consider it a lightning round. Uh, and this topic is men shirtless wearing nothing but elaborate angel wings, gold lame shorts, and furry cha-cha heels. I saw this in the email. I got to look up cha-cha heels. I think I can picture this individual pretty oh, well. Oh, I, I see cha-cha heels. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I yeah. imagine this guy... Or guys. Yeah, these are hot dudes. Yeah, these are hot dudes. And they're, and, it's a and great they're like, outfit. Already, though, I got to say, like, I feel insecure just oh. thinking about them because they're, like, ripped and muscled. And you know what I mean? Yeah. They've been, they go to the gym all the time. Because these aren't dumpy feel dudes. happy, joyful. If I saw somebody on the street dressed like this, or if, especially if there's more than one, I'd be like, oh, this is there's a good time going on or about to go on. You think that it was the end of the world and angels were here? Maybe I th would think it was an angel. Do they have halos? Or no, do I don't think halos. Do I think wearing nothing but elaborate angel wings. Are they like angel from the X-Men? Or like, do you ever see Barbara? Well, they're elaborate. I think that they are probably not quite as big as Angel from the X-Men's wings. They're just for show. These they're are show they're just for show, but I, I think they're um, substantial. They're not fooling you like you think they can really fly with that. Like, imagine what them color being, are like, the little being like waist length at longest, not going all the way down to the floor or to the heels. Does it specify what color the, the trunks are? Gold, Lemme? Yeah, man. Yeah, so... Okay, I, I'm into it. Okay, so do you want to try to throw it on the list? Yeah. I'm looking in the top half, at least. I'm thinking, again, this is like an anchor, I know, but like... Jessica Rabbit? Kind of similar. Totally. Like, a great outfit, if nothing else, and, and something that would really draw your yeah. eyes. And it's like, eventually, I know it's going to be a woman in, in a Wonder Woman costume is going to come up. and Because it's like a sexualized outfit. Right. It's a fun, sexualized outfit for hot weather. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, totally. I saw some guys dressed like this 
and it was for something going on, and it was in the winter time once. Right. That's. I mean, that's and, even more impressive and more. Well, no, more fun. yeah, they were getting out of a cab and going to a bar, and I thought, oh shit, it's January. Yeah. These guys are committed to. They didn't even have jackets. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Well, you know that they're like ready to like. They didn't have wings. These. They're guys, not going to be cold long. You know. They're yeah, going to be dancing. But yeah, I mean, it's a. The I, image that comes to mind to me is so elemental and such a positive image that I could even put it up towards back that ass up it evokes a, yeah. a feeling in me that the way the same way that intro to back that ass up does i feel like it doesn't move me in the same way right so i'm having to empathize right yeah yeah you know yeah. what i mean i'm trying to like have an empathetic boner sort of you yeah, know what totally. i where i kind of yeah, i get it but i don't feel it right 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 but like there's a lot of stuff that is like that you know like uh let me think well, like midnight train to Georgia is something where you don't you haven't experienced that but i understand it yeah. Yeah, I guess somewhere around there does make sense. You're saying around uh, number nine at Intro to Back That Ass Up? or? Yeah, I kind of think so, because it's like this elemental yeah, exactly. thing. I, I don't really know how to describe it. It's in the way that the Whoppers candy that is that you were talking about, the, like the health food store Whoppers candy. Yeah. For what it is, it seems like a perfect image. Now, again, what I keep thinking in the back of my head is Angel from the X-Men or the Angel from Barbarella. But you know, I mean... And he has have gold lame shorts. He has like this... Angel from Barbarella is similar... It kind of seems in, like that's what those wise. dudes are going for. But yeah. then I realize, oh, it's like a, also a Renaissance painting thing, right? They don't wear cha-cha boots in Renaissance paintings. I, I understand that, man. What? I mean, Barbarella is definitely a better setting, I think, for somebody Angel from the costume. X-Men wears... Sometimes he wears like running shorts. Like True. with a stripe on the side. Yeah. I feel like that's pretty similar, but he doesn't wear heels either. Neither does uh, the angel from uh, Barbarella. I imagine... What song are you hearing when you see these guys? It might be Dancing Queen. Or Enter to Back That Ass Up, actually. Yeah. Either of those would work. Probably probably not Midnight Train to Georgia. That's uh, a little... Tough. No. So the impulse that comes to mind when I imagine seeing a guy dressed like this, if I pass a person on the street like this, I, it would make me smile and it would make me be like, you know, there's a good time. The universe is right. Yeah, exactly. Things are exactly. pretty good. So yeah. again, so that to me brings me back towards uh, the feeling that I get when yeah. I hear the intro to back that ass up. I would be okay with putting yeah, it right that next works for to me. It. So yeah, you want to put it at number 10? Yeah. Yeah, that works. We might want to find a way to shorten this. Oh. Men shirtless, wearing nothing but elaborate angel wings, wings. gold lame shorts, and furry cha-cha heels. Right. Um, okay, Talk so to... we're done with that then. Yeah, man. Uh, we got Neil Patrick Harris. Like he's not going to come after <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we're on the way. We yeah. have to get the rest of them. So now so, we have so... forty-eight things on the list. We're almost at fifty. We added three new things. Uh, still Prince of the Top and QAnon at the bottom. Do you think that either of those are going to be unseated anytime soon? Uh, I don't know. It's really hard to say. No disrespect to either of them, but I would like to see them. I want to see turnover. Disrespect to QAnon. There's surely something on there that can be disrespected. Oh yeah, even sure, more, sure, know? yeah. I mean, if we had ranked wife beaters, the individuals that might have made it there, and eventually. Uh, Maybe we will. You want to end it? Yeah, let's end it. Thanks for listening to our show. The show is called Every Damn Thing, and we're glad that you listened to it with us. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, so go to everydamnthing.net for uh, the updated list and our show notes where we fact check ourselves, give further info on subjects we talked about, and put in relevant links. And then you can also email us at list at everydamnthing.net with any sort of comments or questions like the feedback that we got yep. earlier in this episode. Definitely, if there's anything you want us to rank, send that to list at everydamnthing.net. Oh, yeah. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you got this episode. Our theme is by Jade Puget. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review it wherever you listen to it. If you didn't enjoy it, then don't do those things. <laughs> and um, tell your best friend the good news and say, finally, there's a podcast that's just for you, and it's called Every Damn Thing, and, and it's really good. Yeah, and we'll see you next time when we'll have a guest panelist on. That's going to be fun. All right. Bye-bye.